Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning. Nature is very alive around me. Before we begin, just take a moment to arrive wherever you are, settle down, pull your spine straight, open your shoulders, and close your eyes. Just imagine everything just settling down. Just like sand settles in a glass of water. All the restlessness just settling down. Connect with that breath, breath coming in and breath going out. Just for a moment, pause your breath wherever it is. Connect with your heartbeat. Each beat of the heart rippling through your whole being and beyond. Release the breath again before you begin to stress. And then pause it again. Release. Soften your body a bit more, get more settled. How smooth your breath is. And pause it again and think about the stillness of your eyes. 
as your eyes become still, your mind rests in the center of the forehead. And slowly we open our eyes. Thank you for being here on this beautiful Sunday morning. This is the week of Guru Purnima. Just like we have days, Mother's Day, Father's Day. This is the Guru's Day. But what is the deeper meaning of Guru Purnima? People in India, particularly, where the Guru-based tradition has existed for such a long time, It's the presence of the Guru really reminds us the presence of our own higher self. So basically, this the Guru Purnima is about acknowledging your own higher self. Other days are for somebody else, somebody, mother, father, wife, husband. But this day is for you. Just think about that. About acknowledging your own higher self. the best I can be. The most what is the most precious thing in my life? Think about that. The journey of your own soul, your own journey. Yes, we get caught up with our worldly problems. We keep on going. Where are we going? Was I born just to live Enjoy life, go through ups and downs. Is that's the purpose of the life? Is that's why I was born? There is a higher reason, higher purpose for taking this birth. 
So this Guru Purnima, not only this Guru Purnima, but the Guru Purnima week or day is a day carved out to honor that journey. Most of the time, you see, I see people who have problems, and that's all we want to get beyond. But the biggest problem is, am I moving towards my real goal? Guru, you hear in the Guru traditions that there are, there are many Gurus. It's not about many Gurus, about the Guru within you. And Guru Purnima, many people go to their Gurus and have their blessing and do all those things. But the real Purpose is going to your own guru, guru bidini. The guru sitting on the guru's seat in your ashram is just a reminder, just a reminder of the guru within. So this day is to think about what is my connection with my guru self. Do I compromise living my highest for something? The guru-disciple relationship is based on love and trust. Do I compromise my love and my trust in myself? for something else. We all want to love ourselves. We all want to trust ourselves. But very often I hear, Babaji, I don't love myself. I don't trust myself. How do we get to love ourselves and trust ourselves? Well, if I don't have this for myself, I go to someone who tells me, reminds me again. Well, if you don't love yourself, you don't trust yourself, there are certain things you could do, little baby steps towards that. So that is the role of the guru in a person. And before you take that advice from that person, you have to have some respect and some trust in that person. 
So what I'm not able to give first into myself, I give it to somebody else. At least in doing so, I become aware of the presence of love and trust in myself. That is, it is within me. I take it from here, put it here. At least I can see it's there. I get an experience of it. I'm just trying to explain how this works in a very simple way. It's not about adoring, honoring, worshiping somebody else. Although from outside, it looks like that. People go to their guru, they bow. They show respect. And there is a little smile in their heart when they're face to face with their guru. So at least you become aware of those qualities within you, that they are there, those virtues are within me. And the trick is that how I can give that to myself. So the guru in a person will tell, tell you, okay, here is a practice, here is a mantra, here is how you do it. And while doing this, you know, that this is what I am doing in the name of giving love to myself, respect to myself. Guru has given you a mantra. The more you practice with your mantra, something begins to grow within you. Trust begins to grow in you. In olden days, yogis were able to do many things with the mantra. Mantra is powerful. With the mantra, yogis are able to do which may look like a miracle to us. The mantra practice that people have with that mantra, some element of trust begins to build inside. So some of you I'm sitting, who is sitting in front of me, who have received your mantra, Mantra is not just a thing to calm your mind or is to when you are doing a mantra daily, you are also advised to test your mantra sometimes. How? Somebody comes to you in pain. They're suffering. You don't know what else to do. If you have been doing your mantra regularly, take a glass of water, just like this. 
thinking of your mantra. Just look at that water and give it to them to drink, wishing them well. They receive your blessing. They receive the power that you have accumulated by doing your mantra. And something happens, very subtle happens. So these are very simple little things that we may not be doing. You can do it. And when you see the effect of it, you begin to believe in your mantra a little more. There is power in the mantra. The Anhoni Honikare Rak Guru Kenam. It is said that even impossible becomes possible if you give something to someone, even the ashes you give to someone, wishing them well and thinking of your Guru. And we also have to look at our mind. We are always doubting ourselves. Oh, I will do this. Maybe it will. Maybe it will happen. Maybe it will not. If you say this will happen, your energy goes in it, and that energy makes the difference. So. How do you build your trust in yourself? By believing in your, trusting your mantra practice. We have to start somewhere. If I don't love myself, if I don't trust myself, I have to at least start by loving and trusting the guru who has given us a practice. Please know, if you're doubting everything all the time, then that's what it keeps, keeps you. Start looking at with a little positive vision. It's totally up to us whether we see the glass half empty or half full. And I always believe in seeing the glass half full. There is always possibility for growth. Each one of us has that. And if nothing else, make this Guru Purnima weak or Guru Purnima day, be about us looking at our own mind, whether I see the glass half full or half empty, whether I look at the world with an eye of doubt or trust. It will be what it will be. Whether you Doubt it or trust it. You'll have to accept it later on. 
But if we have a site of trust, we do make a difference in the outcome. That I believe. I was in India one year and I met someone. What I noticed Whatever happened to this person, every time he said, this is Guru's grace. Whatever happened in his life, he always attributed it to his Guru, Guru Kripa. And I was thinking about that the other day. If we take everything that comes our way as grace of Guru, grace of God, not take on the full burden on ourselves, it gives us a way to accept it, whatever it is. By listening to him saying that whatever came his way, it was all Guru's grace. There was such a feeling of trust in his heart. Having a presence like that, having a mindset like that, gives us a freedom from our own mind-held idea of carrying that burden. Anyway, this guru topic is a very vast topic. I could speak on many levels and this is a mixed crowd. So it's a little, I just wanted to give a simple explanation of guru. Guru is not just a person that we love and respect. That's just a symbol outside. The real guru is within you. But having that relationship with a person in a body allows our human conditioning and human tendencies to come out. My relationship with my guru, although he's not in body right now, but when I think of those moments, those moments of love, those moments of trust, those moments of just knowing that when I 
reach out. He was there. Just having a presence like that in our life, that someone is there, I could call, I could reach out. Gives a comfort, gives a sense of belonging. And um, most of you sitting in front of me here on the screen, I see each one. I feel my connection, the time we have, the stories we have shared, the journey you have. And it's just a very sweet connection. I'm not going to say much today. I would love to hear from you. Although some of you are far away, won't be able to be here on Guru Purnima, but I feel your presence. And it's the connection. Heart connection is also the Guru. To be able to have just some kind of connection that I can reach out. And not only through telephone, sometimes in our silent moments, we can connect. I still connect with my guru. I just close my eyes and think about Baba and my time with him and his smiles and his looks and things that happened um, become very alive. So Guru Purnima Day is really about deepening your connection with love and trust. I'll stop right here and love to listen hear from you. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Babaji. If you'd love to speak with Babaji, you can let me know in the chat and I will uh, let you speak, or uh, I'm also happy to relay a message or a question to Babaji if you'd prefer to not speak in front of the room. There's some uh, hearts and thank yous in the chat already, Babaji. Um, there's a remark that deeply touched by these words. See, but the neighbor's dog has quieted down. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying this new spot today outdoors. So that was quite a little distraction that took a little time to come to God's self when the dog was barking out there. <laughs> dog and God, you know. Uh, there's a, there's a, a remark. Uh, Guru's grace, I feel it every day. Blessings of deep love and respect, Pranam. And uh, another comment the dog is listening to you carefully babaji <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
And there's a, there's a question, uh, Babaji, how does one know when one finds one's Sadhguru? When you meet your Sadhguru, looking for more ends. I have seen people who have a guru, but if there is another guru in town, okay, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. First, one has to be settled with this relationship with one person, one guru in a person. Once that's established, maybe you see the same, you see the guru in everyone then. So how do you know? It's not like there is one better than the other. It's about you establishing the Guru Peet in any person. It's about you. It's not about the other person. You establish the Guru Peet. You establish the Guru's seat in a person and then begin your work. So this is why in India, for example, where people have established the Guru's seat even in a statue and began their work. If you have read the story of Mahabharat, Mahabharat, a club, was a young boy who went to learn archery from Dronacharya who told him, no, I cannot teach you because you are a tribal boy. I only teach to princes. He left. One day, this guru had taken all his students to the forest and their dog started barking. In a while, the dog returned with many arrows lodged in his mouth in such a way he was not hurt, but he couldn't bark. The guru said, looked at it and he said, this is a far superior work than my disciples. Who is this? They went out and found this boy practicing. Dronacharya asked him, who is your guru? He said, you are my guru. He prostrated to him. He said, after you told me no, I came, made a little statue of you. And from that statue, I get all the things. So he established his Guru Peet in that statue. So finding a Sadhguru, we don't have to go out looking in the flea market. It's our work. We established that Guru Peet in one place, one person, and begin our journey, begin our work, and stop looking. It will come to us.
no matter which direction you walk, one day you will come to the ocean. You just keep walking straight. No matter where you establish your Guru Pete, it's about your establishing and staying firm on that. Does that make any sense? We establish the Guru Pete. If I claim this is my Guru, then that the, the Guru energy flows from there to me. Baba used to say, we humans create God, then turn around and pray to it. How do we create God? By giving our seal of approval. I believe in it. Then it begins to work for me. Thank you, Babaji. There are many questions coming in. Um, the first, let me just, uh, the difference between Guru and Sadguru. It's all just words. Guru, Sadguru, Paramguru. Guru is Guru. And we create this because we are we want a way out to continue our wandering. You establish your seat of the guru and just stop, just start working and start looking for more somebody else to tell me what to do. You know what you need to do. We all know what we need to do. But if we don't want to do, we go around looking for somebody else. So Traditionally, the language for the guru and sadguru is there that sadguru can look at you and you get enlightened. It's not like that. The sadguru can touch you and you get, it's not like that. It's about your state of being. If you are not there, no matter how many thousand bolts of light they give you, it won't make any difference. You have to be mentally prepared. So it's about you. Yeah, I have seen in there even nowadays. Yeah, I give you, I touch you, and you get this. And you, then next day you want it more. You line up for more that. But the real thing is one glance can change your life. But it's not about the person giving you the glance. It's about your state of being too. Are you ready? Are you in that state of receiving with open heart and open mind? So it's about the, the, the one who is receiving their state of mind. So Guru and Sadhguru, it's all about you. Where are you? Thank you, Babaji. Uh, next is, how do we relate to our inner guru when we are falling into our bad habits, which make us feel bad about ourselves? Mm 
again, it's about um, remembering and in Kaliyug, it is said there will be struggle and the one way out of the struggle is satsang. Paying attention to the company you keep. Company of thoughts, company of people, company of how do you spend your time? And like in this satsang, I keep reminding you, <clears throat> Keep reminding myself all that start with small things. Whatever the bad habit is, you know it is. Start with abstaining from it even for a day. Then make it three days. Then make it nine days. Paying attention to the company you keep is the good start. Being around satsang, being around those who can remind you somebody in whose company you are inspired, that's helpful too. And keeping, keeping the promise you make to yourself is the secret. And if you cannot make it for an extended amount of time, do it for three days, do it for a week. If you give a cap that, okay, I'm really going to do it for one week, keep it. Anything requires effort, anything requires discipline. So without that discipline, without that commitment, it's just wishing. And wishing doesn't get us anywhere. We have to make little effort. Thank you, Baba. <clears throat> uh, the next question is, in the past, Baba, I have heard you say that a true guru is not in the business of making disciples, but making gurus. Can you speak to this? Exactly. True guru is in the business of making gurus. And everybody sitting in front of me, I see you as a guru. You are capable of living your higher. You are capable of living your best. At least you are making effort. So... Just giving yourself that permission that I am committed to be a better human being and making effort in that direction, you are connected with your guru self. If you're always doubting yourself, loathing yourself, beating up yourself, then you are far from the guru. So just have the little spark alive in you and keep moving in that direction. That is the guru. That is your connection with the guru.
As long as you are committed to being a good human being and make little effort, make little sacrifice, you are on the way towards to Guruhood. You'll become an example for someone. You will become a source of inspiration for someone. That is the Guru. Even one person is inspired by your presence. That Guru energy is working through you. In order to be a Guru, one doesn't need a large following. Even one, one. And looking at you, I see each one of you is capable of inspiring a person through how you are. So please do not underestimate yourself. You are capable of being a guru. You may not have a Zoom calls, but sorry, may who knows. <laughs> but wherever you are in your community, if you can inspire one person towards being their better self, the guru energy is flowing through you. Thank you, Babaji. Uh, there's there are more questions. This is a hot topic. Um, how similar is the concept of Guru's grace to the Islamic word inshallah, God's will? Same thing, same thing. As far as I think, or what I know about inshallah, grace is grace, God's grace, Guru's grace, Mother's grace. Grace is grace. It just comes through different instruments. Uh, next question, Babaji. And thinking about trusting yourself, how can you trust your own body enough to believe in its ability to self-heal? Not trusting is not getting you anywhere. So try the other way. I mean, we know not trusting stops everything. What harm could be there if you trust? I'm not saying that you don't take your medicine or whatever right kind of diet and exercise. Do whatever you can, but have that. And start with imagination sometime. Just lie down, close your eyes, soften your body, and awaken that energy, that capability of the body to heal itself. Start with imagination. I don't think there is any harm in thinking positive about our body's ability to heal itself. 
But there is harm in thinking that, no, I can't do it. My body can't heal my body. Have a positive attitude. And if it's not there, carve out for five minutes to be positive. Lie down and visualize, imagine, listen to something that takes you out of that. I A few years back, I was in India. 10, 15 years ago, <clears throat> a wandering holy man came to see me and he said, I have found a cure for everything. I said, oh, what is the secret? He said, Babaji, in my little ashram, I have cured impossible diseases. I said, how? He said, whoever is the sick person, I put him in one position, one position for a whole day. I said, how do you put him in one position? He said, I even have to tie him down to the bed. And then he explained it to me. Body is always moving and adjusting itself. Whenever it's a little comfortable, we move. But what if you are not able to move? So in the beginning, it's uncomfortable, fighting, maybe hurt, painful, but then body finds a way to be comfortable in that position. And in that process, something is awakened. And I started thinking about it, that yes, in, in the beginning, if it's a little uncomfortable, we move and we become comfortable. But what if we are not able to move? It's painful, it's, we get agitated, and we are dealing with all that. But what, even if we go beyond that, then what happens? body ultimately finds a way to be comfortable in that position. And maybe during that time, something is awakened. Anyway, this was the way I translated what he was telling me. Our body does have ultimate ability to find its comfort. Thank you, Baba. Um, Gigi Sparkle had their hand up. Gigi, you still have a question? Yes. Good morning, Babaji. You just made a statement about having, you know, that what what harm can trusting bring and I'm thinking back on like an event where my discernment did not serve me well because of what I perceived and based on that I did start judging myself for trusting and it seems that that judgment has 
continued and kind of broken the bond of self-trust for so long and it has now poured out into other areas how can one retrieve that trust that keeps you not only separated from yourself but separated from the world i know it's the small little steps but there's so much pain involved with it that the that it makes the little steps hard how might one find the peace to restart those steps start with yourself start doing something that is good for your mind your body your spirit and this is why i have really simplified the process we have nine steps of daily practice if you cannot do nine do four five six but the day you really start doing that and it becomes a part of you something will begin to build inside and this is what you are looking for some work needs to be done some kind of discipline needs to be kept it is through that discipline that all that comes to us so if most of you have been aware of um, these nine steps of daily practice as soon as you get up do your breathing do this drink water do a little self massage do a little exercise do a little meditation these are the very concrete way to accomplish what we are all seeking so gigi i hear you mm-hmm. and the only way to get back there is look at your daily routine look at your um, are you taking care of yourself are you taking care of your physical well-being are you practicing so those are things you need to go get back to and they will be very helpful to you thank you baba ji where are you jiji i'm here i'm in santa rosa see i haven't seen you for months years I know covid working in the hospitals has been a long haul. Anyway, you can come and look at me from a distance and <laughs> turn around. I will. Thank you, Babaji. All right. Hey, Babaji, uh a comment that uh I have experienced many important events in my life. and when thinking about it i realized it was the guru's grace it is very mysterious and powerful it is all grace and when you are happy when you are feeling good about yourself when you are inspired about yourself you are in your guru self and then the 
energy comes and that is the grace. So it's all about you. It's all about you connecting with your higher self, higher self that is full, that is inspired, that is happy, not walking around like a hungry ghost, you know, it's your fault. And we are all capable of doing that. We just need to find something to be inspired about. So Babaji, there's a question. Uh, I once heard a guru is a vehicle to the divine manifest in a physical body. Can states like samadhi and moksha be possible if one only seeks from the guru within? Guru outside will lead you to the guru within. That is the job of that guru outside. Ultimately, it's in you. Drink the tea, not don't worship the cattle. Drink the tea. Without cattle, you can't make the tea. <laughs> so cattle has this important, but don't just start worshiping the cattle. Ultimately, you have to drink the tea. I said tea, not Kool-Aid. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> a quick follow-up to what you just said, Baba, is what is a hungry ghost? Hungry ghost is who is always looking for something from outside or trying to leech on to somebody or cling on to somebody. Always wandering around the world, feeling unsatisfied, dissatisfied. Needs to cling on to somebody to find its expression. That's what the ghost is. Ghost has no body. So that it, it just goes and clings on to some body, then begins to manifest through that. It's actually a very good lead in to the last question, Babaji, which is uh, last few satsangs, you talked about how humans are never satisfied and never really happy. What we have is never enough. What is the difference between accepting what you have now in life versus striving for more? Should we let the fire of dissatisfaction with current life drive us to work hard for more? Keep striving, but just don't stay in there. Find some moment to be totally content, totally full, totally satisfied, and acknowledge it. It's this moment is a perfect moment. So strive, but also find a time to just be totally content. That's our nature, our evolution is happening. So it's it's happening no matter what. 
but it's very helpful to find some moment when all the searching, all the looking, all the judging stops and you are just totally still one with yourself and when you are in that state, you are really connected with the whole. And finding that moment every day is very important. And we can do it. Just push it all out. Just for a moment, few moments, be there. Thank you all very much to be here. And I've been just enjoying sitting, um, looking at you and listening to you. And it's a beautiful family we have. And my blessings to each and every one of you to reach your highest, live your best, and no matter where you are, be an inspiration to someone who is in your vicinity. And that's a way to connect, live your guru self. Be a guru, not a disciple. Strive to be a good example to someone. And um, that's what gives meaning to our life. If we are only living for ourselves, you know, then there is no end. But when you think my being this way can inspire somebody mm -hmm. to make their life a little better, it gives a whole different purpose to your life. At least that's what my experience is. That's what, that's my inspiration that no matter where I am, make the place look a little better. And no matter where I am, make the other person a little happier. That's it. I bow to the Guru in you and thank you all very much.